It's Friday, August 18th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. The voting rights blog Democracy Docket and writer Rachel Selzer report that yesterday a federal judge struck down parts of Texas's 2021 omnibus voter suppression law, SB1, for violating the materiality provision of the Civil Rights Act, which protects against disenfranchisement on the base of trivial errors unrelated to a voter's eligibility. Thursday's order invalidates provisions of SB1 that required clerks to reject mail-in ballot applications and completed mail-in ballots if they did not include a voter identification number, either a voter's driver's license number or the last four digits of a social security number that matched the identification number used on an individual's original voter registration application. This is the result of a consolidated federal lawsuit filed in 2021 on behalf of La Union del Pueblo and Terra, or Lupe, multiple voting and civil rights organizations, Texas election officials, and individual voters that argued that multiple provisions in SB1 were in conflict with the U.S. Constitution and federal law. Nice to start with good news this morning. I guess it's good news that the AC stayed on yesterday through one of the hottest days ever recorded across Texas, but it wasn't without worry. Reuters says ERCOT was forced by soaring heat and reduced wind generation to implore Texans to conserve power and also to engage its emergency system after electricity reserves dropped to critical levels due to increased power usage amid the heat wave. The Emergency Response Service, or ERS, helps decrease the likelihood of system-wide load shedding, which of course is a sanitized term for cutting customers off from power, by paying qualified entities to make arrangements with residential, commercial, and industrial participants to either reduce consumption or increase generation across the grid. The Dallas Morning News says that helps send electricity prices skyward by more than 6,000% to $4,750 per megawatt hour, approaching the $5,000 price cap. That's up from just $75 at the same time just the day before on Wednesday, which was also a very hot day. Don't be surprised if we do it all again today and maybe through the weekend as well. Power usage was projected by ERCOT to hit 87,083 megawatts on Friday, which will be yet another new record high. Amidst all that, the word is that even as ERCOT's own forecasts for this summer have been far exceeded, the Texas grid this summer generally has shown few signs of operational stress, partly due to increased renewable capacity. Sticking with electricity for a moment, news about your new electric car. Mike Lee and Adam Atten at Politico write that EV drivers in Texas may be in for a bit of a surprise at the mailbox as they open a bill from the state for an extra $200 per year to register their vehicles. And those who haven't bought one yet face an extra $400 fee when they decide to take the plunge. All this is due to a new charge on electric vehicles approved by the legislature last spring to replace gasoline taxes lost to the switch to battery-powered vehicles. Supporters say it ensures every driver pays their fair share, but consumer advocates say that the fee is nearly double what an average driver would pay in taxes at the pump. Regular gas vehicle drivers in Texas enjoy some of the cheapest gas taxes in the country, but electric vehicle drivers in Texas now pay amongst the highest fees nationwide. Meanwhile, Barron's and writer Al Root say that Austin-based Tesla managed a nice coup this week when the state declared that in order to qualify for state subsidies, new EV charging stations would have to incorporate the company's proprietary plug, which is already being adopted by large auto manufacturers like GM and Ford, 
which might have led one to expect a stock price benefit for Tesla, but not so fast. Following this ostensibly great news for the company, Tesla's stock has continued to slide. To the border and a rebuke for Governor Greg Abbott's histrionics by the Biden administration, John Moritz at the Corpus Christi Times writes that federal officials have stated in new court filings that Governor Abbott has no constitutional authority to define the flow of undocumented immigrants across the Rio Grande as an invasion and that his Operation Lone Star debacle is usurping federal powers and jurisdiction. The 13-page brief goes on to clarify that whether and when an invasion occurs is a matter of foreign policy and national defense, which the Constitution specifically commits to the federal government. A federal judge in Austin will hear arguments next Tuesday as the Biden administration tries to force Texas authorities to remove the $850,000 floating barrier deployed in the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass last month, which has been found to mostly float on the Mexican side of the border. In a related story, yet another busload of migrants from Texas has arrived in Los Angeles, making eight so far. This one carrying 14 families, one of which is caring for a nine-month-old baby. Elizabeth Chavola at NBC4 Los Angeles writes that the L.A. Welcomes Collective Organization, a network of immigrants' rights advocates, legal service providers, and faith-based organizations working in partnership with the city of Los Angeles and Los Angeles County, welcomed the migrants to a reception site where they were offered medical checkups, humanitarian support, and legal help. They say that most of the migrants they've seen bust in from Texas are from Venezuela and that most do have family or sponsors in California. Finally, this Friday, some recommended weekend reading for you. We pointed out earlier this week the interesting flip that the Texas Attorney General's office made on their so-called pro-life stance when it came to the rights of a baby lost by an Abilene prison guard who was forced to stay on the job while undergoing early labor pains. After the incredible effort undertaken to prevent abortion under the banner of protecting the unborn, suddenly the state, when faced with accusations of having themselves ended the life of an unborn child, decided that a fetus has no rights in the Abilene case. There's an incredibly well-written op-ed by MSNBC's Andrea Grimes linked in our show notes in which the full history and detail of all of this is drawn out, painting a picture of the incredible hypocrisy that the people of Texas are currently governed by. Grimes argues that a perspective that some claim as pro-life is really just pro-control. And by the way, before we let you go, Progress Texas is hiring. We're looking to bring on two interns during the fall semester for advocacy and digital tasks. These are paid positions, offer a flexible schedule, and of course, a progressive workplace. You've got till September the 6th to apply. See the link in the show notes. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Today's political news for today's Texas Progressive. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in our state. Learn more about Progress Texas, including how you can support our ongoing work at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on Monday.